Hello and welcome back to the show called The British English Podcast, hosted by me and uh, my name is Charlie. And yesterday I went on a dog walk uh, because I have a dog now. Um, I inherited it from my late grandparents. And uh, yes, I believe it is now. I mean, when is it? Is a dog ever anyone's? Is it in my possession? It's a she. The dog is a she. We normally say it until we know the dog or animal um, in question in English. Yeah, so we don't uh, give it a gender unless we've introduced somebody to it already. Um, but yeah, so I've got a dog and I went on a dog walk. And I want to tell you about it because it wasn't just your average dog walk. And I've told a couple of people about it and have come to realise it's a good example of everyday storytelling. It's not something that would keep your listener entertained for the length of a feature-long film, but when catching up over a pint, a coffee or a cup of tea, we don't want that. We just want short little bursts of, essentially, storytelling. Um, often that includes setting the scene explaining some sort of conflict and then ending with a solution. So um, if you're ready, I'd like to uh, talk to you as if you're my dog, as um, every outing begins with um, me saying, you want to go walkies? Walkies? That was mean, actually, because um, she's right next to me right now. And I think she thought I meant right now. <laughs> um, I should explain to her. No, I'm just, I'm just doing a recording um, of a podcast retelling what happened on our last walk. Sorry, Poppy. <laughs> what good has that done? I mean, of course she doesn't understand what I'm talking about. Um, imagine though, imagine if she did. Imagine if she turned around to me and, and said, yeah, I get it. You're capturing the sound waves you're making um, using a microphone that converts them into electrical signals. And then that's processed, digitized and sent as data packets over the internet through a complex network of servers and routers to reach the listener's device, which converts these signals back into sound through speakers or headphones, allowing the listener to hear the original audio. And um, a number of those listeners really value the sound waves you make to the point where they subscribe to a premium service, giving you digital currency to then go out and buy me my favourite dog food and treats. Yes, Charlie, I get it. It's not rocket science. Goodness me, I'd be gobsmacked. But uh, yeah, I'd have to say, yeah, good girl, spot on. But uh, yeah, I think she's happy to sleep a bit more until I've finished recording these sound waves in exchange for dog treat funds. And then I'll take her on a real walk. Sound good, Poppy? Yeah, I think she's happy. I don't know if I'm doing a podcast or if I'm just talking to my dog right now. I think she's looking at me as if I've gone insane. I think I have. Okay, no. Story time. Here we go. So the other day, Stacy and I went for a dog walk and the conversation was flowing. A rarity now that we both work from home every day and um, have been together since 2012. So as we approached a fork in the road, I suggested we take our usual loop but deviate halfway through. We could cross the road and try to find that path we'd often seen people walking on but never tried ourselves. She hesitated but agreed. We followed the plan and discovered that the farm was larger than we had anticipated. 
And then Stacy announced that she was starting to get some blisters as she had opted for a different pair of trainers for this walk. Um, consulting Google Maps, we decided it would still be quicker to continue forward rather than retrace our steps. However, as we carried on, we realized we had passed the suggested route. Doubling back, we found the quote-unquote lane that Google was recommending was an overgrown path through a cow field bordered by barbed wire up to head height. I then checked the time and realised that I would actually be late for my next academy class if we turned back. Stacey also muttered about her blisters and shot me a look that said, I told you so, we shouldn't have gone this way. Um, and at this point, I pretended to rip open my white button-down shirt, revealing an imaginary S on my chest. I was Superman. Of course, I hadn't actually packed my Superman cape, so I couldn't fly, but I came up with a plan. I'd hop the fence, walk across the field, grab the car and meet Stacy on a nearby road. I scrambled up the first fence, hopped over the barbed wire and splat! My very white trainers had just landed deep within a muddy substance that looked rather like horse manure. Oh, I looked up and far across the other side of the field were a herd of horses, which was fine. You know, after all, I am Superman, but also they were really far away. So I started walking at a meaningful but casual pace whilst trying to scrape the remains of horse poop off my shoes. And then again, all very casually, I glanced over at the herd of animals that probably each weigh around a ton. And I was unhappy to see that they had definitely picked up some speed and were heading my way. Their walks had turned into trots. I looked back at the distance I had to cover still and desperately tried to calculate how far this um, capeless Superman could casually walk before this herd stampede and bite. I wondered, could, could they bite me to death or would they just want to say hello? I looked back and the, the trot had been upgraded to a full-on canter. So we're about halfway through this episode and I felt like now would be a good time to tell you that I have made a quick quiz for you to take for free that tests if you are actually improving your English from listening to this specific episode. If you pass it, that means you're using your time effectively and I'll say congratulations. If you don't pass it, then I'll have to bend you over, get my slipper and... Sorry... It's not the 70s. What am I doing? I will throw away the slipper and simply say, um, I suggest spending a bit more of your focus on each episode to ensure that you're actually progressing with your English studies. To take the quick quiz, click on the link that says Take Quick Quiz, which is in the show notes of this episode. And if you don't know how to find the show notes in the podcast app you're using, it's normally found by clicking the options button on the player screen, which looks like three dots in a row. Once you've done that, click go to episode and you should see the link staring you in the face. Best of luck, and I do hope you pass with flying colours so that you don't need to be sent to the headmaster's office. Let's get back to the episode, shall we? I looked back and the, the trot had been upgraded to a full-on canter and thought, you don't canter for a hello, you walk. At most, trot for a hello, but you canter when you want to bite and stomp something. So yeah, I started to panic visibly and uh, broke into a hip-swivelling, straight-legged walk that I hoped no one caught on camera. 
I walked like I'd never walked before until there was no other option but to break into a jog as the distance between myself and those uh, naysayers uh, was getting unbearable, even for a man as brave as me. Thankfully, I reached the other side of the field unscathed, hopped through a gap and was able to turn around and calmly look the herd in the eye. Now, while I did look small running away from them so desperately without any evidence that they wanted to upset me, I could definitely see they were disappointed that they didn't manage to stomp my head into the ground. So I turned away thinking I had made the right decision in jogging and my troubles were now over. But then I realised that I was still within another fenced off area. And before going cross-eyed and thinking of how this field reminded me of the film called Inception, I noticed a part of the fencing that was lacking in barbed wire. I carefully approached it and knowing all too well about another form of defence that farmers use to keep animals from escaping in the UK, I closely examined it. After concluding it was safe, I found a perch for my foot, grabbed the fence to leap over and... Oh! How my potty mouth exploded with the foulest of vocabulary known to the English language as I had just subjected myself to 10,000 volts of Britain's finest electricity. Really regretting not packing my Superman cape now, I felt trapped between a rock and a hard place. If the rock had an electric current surging through it and the hard place was made of a herd of human stomping machines made of muscle. Um, But after talking to myself out loud for quite some time... I uh, decided to, um, dare I say, grow a pair, man up or have some balls. Now, all of these phrases mean to be brave, but you probably don't need to learn them as they might not be around for much longer. Um, I'm sure you're aware that in today's climate, the way we communicate is being put through a real cleansing process. Uh, Those phrases are problematic for a surprisingly large number of reasons. And while I'm sure you're desperate for me to finish my dog walking adventure, I'm just going to list a couple of them. So those phrases to grow a pair, man up, have some balls. Um, Those phrases reinforce traditional gender roles and stereotypes that equate courage, strength and resilience within male anatomy or masculinity. And this can be problematic because it implies that these traits are inherently male, excluding or demeaning women and non-binary individuals. Now, I'm not here to give you my stance on this, but as I am teaching you English, I want to ensure you know how the English community respond to certain phrases. And of course, I'm not meaning that woke behaviour is only in English cultures, but as I have had students who live in countries that still don't allow women to legally drive a car, I feel obliged to mention it at least. So gender stereotyping is a no-no. The expressions also contribute to a culture of toxic masculinity by suggesting that showing emotion, vulnerability or indecisiveness is unmanly. This places unfair pressure on men to conform to a narrow definition of masculinity and can be harmful to their emotional well-being. No comment. Next one. Uh, Such phrases can be especially insensitive to people who are transgender, genderqueer or non-binary. Using anatomy as a stand-in for courage 
or resilience can be invalidating and exclusionary. So modern societal norms are moving toward more inclusive language that doesn't marginalize or stereotype based on gender, sexual orientation, race or other factors. So in with the new and out with the old um instead of those phrases let's say um i decided to um what can i replace that with step up to the challenge that's a gender neutral one so yes i decided to step up to the challenge of overcoming a barbed wire fence as i felt like it was the lesser of two evils the other evil being the electric fence and uh, one messy moment later i was on the other side of the fence bleeding and in a pile of brambles but finally free i headed back home grabbed the car to pick up the dog and my wife um she's only recently become my wife so it feels quite weird saying that um magical of course um who at this point was sporting a couple more mean blisters but was distracted enough by instagram to ignore my retelling of my electric shock oh marriage But you'll be thrilled to know I zapped into class just in the nick of time. And let me tell you, the atmosphere was so charged, you'd think we were all running on 10,000 volts. Which reminds me, if you can handle my dad jokes and you like this show and want to take your English to the next level whilst having fun with the phrases you're being exposed to in these episodes and then taught through a ton of exclusive videos, audios and quizzes and then join a small group class on Zoom every week to bring it all to life and then get paired with a new speaking partner each month that has a similar level to you, then you'll want to check out The Academy. To do that, head over to my website, thebritishenglishpodcast.com. I hope you enjoyed my little adventure there. It was um, not my average dog walk. And so as my wife um, didn't want to listen, I wanted to share it with you. Uh, Thank you for helping me continue um, to stay married. Um, It's very helpful um, being able to speak to you. It's um, therapeutic to say the least. But yeah, that's all from me today. I've been your host, Charlie Baxter, and you've been listening to the British English Podcast. Bye for now. Remember to take that quick quiz to test your knowledge of this episode and to see if you're using your time effectively or if you're wasting it. Oh no, let's hope you pass. Find the link to it in the show notes of your podcast player. I'll give you a hint. It says take quick quiz. Best of luck.